Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm Marnie Hughes, and this is Missing on News Nation. Each week, we focus on a missing person case from across the country, taking you behind the headlines. Every missing person matters, no matter their background or past, race or circumstances. They're missed by their family, their friends, their community, and sometimes by complete strangers. It's our mission to bring these cases to light with the hope of finding answers and sometimes offering closure. And maybe you can help us solve some of these mysteries too. This is Missing. This week, we take you to Central Florida. It has been two months since the family of Tanya Whip last heard from her. Two of her sisters spoke with her on a family call on May 26th. Just a couple of days later, her boyfriend said she disappeared while he was at work. There were no details on where she might have gone. There have been a number of searches in this case, including the excavation of a yard where Tanya once lived, but still no sign of Tanya. Her family, friends, and the community of Auburndale, Florida are urgently searching and desperately want to know what happened to her. I miss her terribly, and I just wish that she would just walk through my door. It's been two months since Robin Klotzbeer and her family have heard from their younger sister, Tanya Whip. Robin spoke with Tanya on May 26th, and the last contact she had was June 1st in a Facebook post. We're just trying to keep it together. It's definitely not like her, um, and that's what makes it scarier. Worrisome, um, stressful. We just want to know. Over the last several weeks, hundreds of volunteers in the community have joined Tanya's family, searching about a dozen locations near her house and wooded areas nearby. We believe that she would not be in that area. They've gone out on foot and used trucks, ATVs, and drones, all looking for any kind of clue as to where Tanya might be. They found all kinds of uh, articles of clothing and stuff like that. Unfortunately, none of it matched uh, the clothing that we know Tanya was last wearing. Tanya lives at this home on Caroline Avenue with her boyfriend, Russell Carroll, in Auburndale, Florida. According to Auburndale police, Russell told them when he came home from work one day in late May, Tanya was gone. But Tanya's recently paid off car, her purse, cell phone, and her precious dog, Baby, were all left behind. And Russell never reported her missing. And her family says he has not joined any of the searches. He told Tanya's family that she wanted some space. Tanya's loved ones say it doesn't add up. I just don't believe she just walked away. Not from everything. Not her dog, not her car. Not her family. I just don't. 
At 38 years old, Tanya has never been married, and her family says her relationship with her boyfriend, Russell, is complicated. When they met in 2013, he had already spent time behind bars for the stabbing and attempted murder of his 16-year-old girlfriend 10 years before. Then in 2015, he went back to prison after being caught with narcotics during a traffic stop. He was just released several months ago, but he and Tanya had stayed in touch during the years they were apart. Nico Toscani, a retired member of the military and co-founder of the nonprofit group We Are the Essentials, took on Tanya's case about a month ago. You know, we read a lot of the letters uh, that were in her property between her boyfriend and her. And, uh, you know, they were kind of sort of trying to help each other. Like he would say, you know, please stay clean. I can't wait to see you. I love you so much. And she would write back the same. You know, this is going to be a new start. Don't worry about what happened in your past. You know, this is us now. Toscani says in the course of his investigation, he's found information suggesting that in recent months, Tanya may have been using methamphetamines. But her family says everyone they talked to has assured them she has stayed clean for the last five years. You know, she did drugs in the past and she got her life back on track. She's been clean almost five years now. She seemed happy. I mean, she didn't seem like anything wrong. At this point, police have not named anyone as a person of interest in the case. But just days ago, they reclassified Tanya's case to missing and endangered. They told us in a statement they've followed up on numerous leads in attempts to locate Tanya, but all have been unsuccessful. Last week, Auburndale police and the Florida Department of Law Enforcement searched a home and dug out a yard on Rose Street in Auburndale. The homeowner said Tanya had lived there about 10 years ago and had stopped by the house for about 45 minutes on June 6th. But he says he is not involved in her disappearance and doesn't know where she is. He was concerned that she might have made a mistake coming back down here because Tanya was doing so good where she was at. There's nothing in my house at all that involves Tanya. There's nothing illegal in my house right now. But Tanya did not show up at the house alone on June 6th. She was with a man. Toscani says he and police would like to speak to him. We are looking for one individual um, who is less with Tanya. Okay. So we're looking to talk to him, and so is the Sheriff's Robin. Department and the Auburndale Police Department. Police say any evidence recovered during the search will be sent to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement Crime Lab. Meanwhile, family and friends grasp for hope, holding a prayer vigil for Tanya this week. They say the hardest part is not knowing what happened to her and worrying she needs their help. Not knowing if we're going to find her. Um, hoping that if we find her, we find her alive, but worried that we're not. That's one thing she always kept in contact with me because she knew I worried. So I believe if she was really out there and she could get to a phone, she would have called me. It's uh, it's painful. It's a roller coaster ride for them. And we're doing the best to, to help them get some answers. 
What happened to Tanya Whip? I want to welcome in Nico Toscani now. He is the president of the Essentials Group. This is the group of former law enforcement and military members who work to help find missing people. We are the Essentials. Uh, Nico, thank you for being here. Uh, missing and endangered, this case has now been uh, changed from just missing. What more can you tell us about what police are sharing and do they suspect foul play? So right now, um, the police are mostly keeping a lot of stuff close to the vest. Um, you know, her status was raised from missing to missing and endangered. Uh, there's normally three reasons for that. One, the person is a threat to themselves. Um, two, a threat to the community. Or three, a suspected victim of foul play uh, or criminal activity. So, um that, that's where we're at right now. The family just says Tanya wouldn't do this. She wouldn't leave all of these important things behind. She would stay in touch with her family. I often lean on a family's instinct in these cases. And, and as they said, it just doesn't add up. I want to talk to you about a couple of the searches, one being this search um, of the property. Uh, what more did police find there? Why did they go there? Um, have any clues been uncovered in that effort? Well, I will tell you, we talked to both individuals that lived there, um, and they say that Tanya was there on June 6th. She arrived with another um, male friend of hers. Um, now, one of the people that do live at the house said that Tanya had walked across the street to what she said was score some meth. And allegedly, Tanya came back um, and then a short time later, supposedly, Tanya and this uh, male friend um, left to go drop him off somewhere and then for Tanya to go home. Okay, so her as family as, her family saying that she's clean, there might that might not be the case. She might have been wrapped up in drugs again. Yes, um, we believe that um, she did relapse. Um, and talking to different people out on the street. Um, you know, a, a lot of times families, uh, you know, that's hard for them to accept. Um, but the reality is that the, the drugs out there on the street these days are tremendously powerful. And uh, it's easy for these folks to relapse. Yeah, I mean, fentanyl, right? It's one pill can kill. Uh, we know the dangers. Uh, the sheriff in Polk County has issued a warrant for a man named Richard Oates uh, from Winter Haven. What is his connection to Tanya? So we, we spoke to Richard. Uh, he was cooperative. He said that earlier in the day of, of uh, June 6th, Tanya had reached out to him via messenger and asked if they could get together because she needed to talk. She went and picked him up at an address um, and they drove to Westbrook Park, uh, which is in the Inwood area. They sat there for a little while. Tanya got spooked because of a blue pickup truck that was alleged to be driving up and down the street. Uh, just so happens that her boyfriend drives the same type of vehicle. So they left from that location and then they went to that Rose Street address uh, to visit those two people in the trailer. Okay, so he is the guy police want to talk to then as well? That was the man she was with that day? 
Yes, ma'am. Okay. The boyfriend's name is Russell Carroll, and we had a picture of him up on the screen. Uh, what is his involvement in the search, if at all, and what has he said to you? Um, we talked to him a few times. He kind of had uh, his stories got mixed up. You know, first time we talked to him, he said that Tanya had uh, left while he was at work. Uh, second time we spoke to him, he said that uh, Tanya had made a phone call inside of the residence uh, to an ex-boyfriend. She stepped outside and then Russell believed that the ex-boyfriend had picked her up. Um, and then there was a third story that she had just walked away. Okay. And the family just says it, none of this seems to puzzle to puzzle and piece together. You've been involved in the searches. I know there have been ATVs and dogs, lots of members of the community. Where are you searching and where are clues leading you to look? You know, unfortunately, in, in this particular area in Orvindale, there are a lot of uh, wooded areas and lakes, um, a lot of construction areas, uh, underdeveloped areas. So, uh, you know, it, it's been rough. And what we're trying to do is now uh, basically converge on certain areas uh, in and around where we know she was last seen. And talk a little bit, Nico, about your experience um, with We Are the Essentials. How did you guys start? And, and when you come into a case, what types of things are you guys looking to do to offer support for the families? So we actually uh, got inspired to um, formulate We Are the Essentials um, uh, while helping out with the Gabby Petito case in the uh, Fund for Brian Laundry. During that time, we found that uh, there was an incredible large amount of missing persons uh, in and around Central Florida. So every one of us uh, that are on that team, except for the private investigators, uh, retired law enforcement or military. So it kind of gives us a purpose uh, and also to give back to the community and uh, to help these families that maybe cannot afford to hire private investigators. Yeah, that was also the same reason that we started our missing series was as a result of Gabby Petito's case and the search for Brian Laundrie. So I appreciate the timing of you all getting involved. I have a couple of viewer questions for you, Nico. Uh, this is from Joyce. She's from Lakeland, Florida. She wants to know, does anyone have Tanya's phone, which we do know was left behind, but can police request records to find out? Um, had she shared any texts or had any peculiar phone calls, any digital evidence that they've been able to follow? So at this time, um, police are uh, working to obtain those records. Um, we do know or we suspect that the phone is with her uh, wherever she is, but I really can't get into anything more than that. Okay. Do you know what she was wearing the day she was last seen, a uh, description of her clothes or anything else she had with her? Yeah, so, so the boyfriend, Russell, said that he doesn't remember what she was wearing. His brother, who also lived in the residence, does not remember what she was wearing. However, the two individuals in the trailer and this guy, Richard Oates, all said that Tanya was wearing a olive green spaghetti strap tank top with khaki shorts. Um, they did not remember what kind of footwear she was wearing or if she was wearing any jewelry or anything like that. 
But right now, the, the two main items are the tank top and the khaki shorts. Okay. Uh, law enforcement recovered some items, some evidence from the search of that property. Um, can you be specific as to what they took? Do you know? Um, we do not know. I know that uh, the Jake Rudy, one of the residents at that trailer, has a, uh, has a list. Um, we're not sure if that list is exactly what they took. Uh, but everything that, uh, at least it's our understanding, that everything that was obtained from that residence was sent to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement Criminal Lab. Okay. Crime Lab. So undergoing testing now. The June 1st Facebook post, what did Tanya say in that post? So on that post, she basically was questioning herself whether she made the right decision. She was saying that she didn't really want to talk to anybody about it. And that when, you know, when she felt like it, she would let everybody know. Um, every one of her siblings um, said that that's not how Tanya text messaged. Um, so, and we did cross-reference that texting. Uh, to some other text that she had sent in the past, and we do have questions about that. I've got another question uh, from YouTube. Uh, Gabby to Gabby is is the one asking this question. Why didn't the boyfriend report her missing? Why didn't Russell Carroll alert authorities that she was nowhere to be found? Well, that was the number one question for all of us in the very beginning. Uh, what Russell had told me, and I don't know if he told law enforcement the same, but what he told me was, if I reported her missing, everybody was going to look at me uh, because, you know, what I was involved in in the past. But he's denying he had anything to do with her disappearance? Correct. What's the most challenging thing for you and those who are searching right now? Um, now that two months have gone by? One of the most challenging things is, you know, when there is narcotics involved and there are rough neighborhoods involved, people are afraid to talk. Um, I will say at, at this time, uh, you know, we have an, an anonymous donor who put up $1,000 and now Crime Stoppers has put up $3,000. So we're hoping that uh, this $4,000 reward um, will get somebody to come forward and at least help us uh, move this investigation uh, a little further down the road. This is what you do. You've got a lot of experience in it, but it also is emotional. And as we watched the piece, I felt as though you were emotionally connected to this case. How is looking for Tanya impacting you personally? Yeah. Well, it's it's difficult because uh, you take this roller coaster ride, if you will, with the family, and you know they they are hoping because of your experience and the experience of your teammates that you can get them answers uh, as to where their loved one is, and it's heartbreaking when you can't. And uh, so, yeah, we have to take that roller coaster ride uh, right along with them. And uh, we do the best we can. I was on the radio yesterday with WFLA down there, and I was talking um, to them about how 
big this case is. It's just ballooned and there's so much interest, not just in Auburndale, but these surrounding communities. Talk about the impact of her disappearance um, on this area of Florida and beyond, what you have seen firsthand. Well, first off, the people of Auburndale have been fantastic. They are a close-knit community. and the surrounding areas of Lakeland, Winter Haven, all of Polk County. I mean, they are uh, a county that that sticks together and helps each other out. Um, So that's been fantastic. Uh, The impact, um, you know, it's, it's sad, but the reality is that drugs keep coming into our communities and because of, of that happening, these numbers are going up. Uh, people are disappearing all the time. And I will tell you, for our organization, probably 90 to 95% of our cases are missing persons that are, are somehow or another connected with methamphetamine, fentanyl, heroin, um, or K2 spice. It's a, it's a dark and dangerous world, and there is a connection in a lot of it. Um, Nico, I've, I'm getting a bunch of questions from people, so I, I am very appreciative that folks are watching and want to be part of this conversation. Uh, Katie Lucas on YouTube is asking if the boyfriend, Russell Carroll, has given, been given a polygraph. Do you know? Um, he has been given a polygraph. We just don't know what the results are. Okay. Uh, We showed a video just a moment ago of you talking to the search teams. What do you tell people ahead of the searches when they're going out to look? Uh, Well, each team is given a specific area to search, so they're they're told different things. Um, Some of the teams, um, uh, you know, they have to go into areas where they, you know, they're going to be challenged uh, physically uh, with the environment. uh, with with uh, animals, if you will, out there. Um, and down here in Florida, the weather can change on a dime. So it can be uh, beautiful out and within 10, 15 minutes, uh, the worst lightning and thunderstorm that you can imagine. So it's, uh, it's a tough going. The heat index is always over 100 degrees. Um, so we try and make sure everybody stays hydrated, make sure everybody has some form of communication and make sure that they stick together in, in groups of two and three at least. Yeah, no, it's it's putting their own lives in danger at risk to go out and, and search for someone that they care about. And then oftentimes it's somebody they don't they don't even know. Um, I've got a question from Mike in Pennsylvania, and I, I appreciate this question because it's it applies to anyone. They want to know how they can help, whether they're in Florida or somewhere else. What would be your message to people who want to help in Tanya's case or another missing case? Uh, the biggest thing is follow the case. Uh, stay involved. Um, you know, the way we're going to find Tanya and so many others is by people saying their names, having discussions about it, raising awareness. Um, and that goes for the, the, the drug problem that we have in our communities today. You know, the other day we had a candlelight vigil and I couldn't help but look around and see all the young children that came out there. Uh, we want to make sure that that doesn't happen to them. Uh, 
so yeah, it's uh, it's a multi-pronged you know evolution that we are going to have to take a hard look at uh, as a country and make sure that we try and do the best we can to not only find these people but address the the drug problem that's going on in this country right now. Yeah, we can't emphasize that enough, how big of a role that plays in all of this. Uh, My final question to you, Nico, you know, listening to Tanya's sister, uh, the last soundbite that we heard from her was desperate. She said, you know, Tanya would, she knows I worry. And because she knows that about me, she would reach out if she could. You can't help but think she she's losing hope. Um, How do you talk to family members to stay optimistic, to stay hopeful? And are you in this case, given what you know so far? Yeah, so, you know, we always tell families, um, try not to lose hope, uh, stay strong in faith. And, you know, there have been times where we thought for sure we were going to locate, you know, a person and they were not going to be with us anymore. And we've gotten lucky a couple of times um, where we did find those those persons alive and well. Um, however, cases like this, um, you have to be more concerned because this is out of character for Tanya. Yeah, she's gone, you know, off before for, you know, overnight stay or maybe lose a phone or something like that. But they, if, if I could tell you that uh, this family, how close they are with each other. Um, it's incredible. And there's no way, at least we believe, um, in, in our organization that she just stepped away, uh, from, from her family. Uh, I, we believe something happened to Tanya and we are going to try and get the family some answers. Well, please give the family our best, uh, Nico Toscani, with We Are the Essentials. Thank you for the work that you are doing. I appreciate you being with us, and we'll be in touch, I hope, with a positive update soon. Thank you again. Every missing person matters, no matter their background or past, race or circumstances. It's our mission to bring these cases to light. If you have a case you think we should be looking into, submit it to newsnationnow.com missing. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Marnie Hughes. This is Missing. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.